It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Friday, January 19th, 2024. Well, today I'd like to answer a uh, listener question about the ship schedule, the list of arriving and departing and anchored vessels that I publish five days a week. Um, But first, let's take a look at our marine weather forecast. We have a series of low-pressure systems that are going to affect us through early next week. Instead of barreling through our area, as they often do, each weather system is going to approach us but not really push through our area, and that will lead to occasional surges of southerly winds. But we're back to rain on the coast. That's a good thing, as temperatures are predicted to stay in the 40s and even the low 50s over the weekend and into next week. We do have a small craft advisory in effect through this morning. That means winds of 20 to 34 knots are possible. Today's marine weather forecast includes southeast winds, 20 to 25 knots, becoming east 15 to 20 in the afternoon. Wind waves from the southeast, 5 feet at 6 seconds apart, and swells from the southwest, 9 feet at 11 seconds. And rain is in the forecast. I'd like to say that again. It just seems like a really, really nice thing after all of the ice that we have had. Well, I got a really interesting question from a listener this week, one that I've never received before, so I thought I'd share it here with you in case anyone else is thinking about this. It was also an interesting opportunity to see what I do here through the eyes of someone else, so that can be a really good thing, too. Here was his question. I would love to understand better why certain ships are listed as crossing the bar and why they come on and off of the vessel traffic list. It is undoubtedly related to either both the weather and an available berth upriver. So that was his question. So yes, I can see how this might seem a little mysterious to see ships just sort of disappear off the schedule after they enter the river or leave a port. And yes, it it does often have to do with weather and available berths. So I thought I would talk about this like I try to do with most things, which is to start with an overview. So let's start with ship traffic on the river. The ships on the daily schedule that I compile and share with you form a snapshot of traffic moving on the river that day, and also the ships that are anchored off Astoria. This schedule is good for those of us on land, outside the maritime industry, who are interested in ships and like to see them or photograph them as they go by or maybe when they're anchored. But my schedule is not the complete story in that there is a larger list, so to speak, with regard to the maritime industry on the river, and professionals are keeping close track of all ships that are here. There are ships that are upriver in one place or another, in port handling business, or simply anchored somewhere upriver, waiting their turn. Some ships also may not have arrived yet, despite their appearance on the daily schedule, sometimes for several days in a row. But all ships in the river system are being continuously tracked and accounted for within the maritime industry by the bar pilots and the river pilots and other maritime partners and colleagues whose job it is to keep track of these things. Ships are generally arriving here from outside the river, usually from another nation, sometimes as close by as Canada or Mexico, but often from Asia and elsewhere in the world. They are usually cargo ships, either picking up or delivering cargo. Usually ships here do not transport cargo from one port to another on the river. Domestic flag tugboats may do that, but that's another story for another day. But back to ships. About four days before they arrive, ships start making plans with the bar pilots on when they might arrive at the mouth of the river. 
When it gets to the day before a ship is supposed to be here, it starts appearing on the bar pilot schedule. But before then, the pilots are interfacing with them and tracking their location internally within their own organization. The river pilots, who will also offer services to ships that travel past Astoria upriver to handle cargo, or sometimes for other purposes, are also tracking these ships and their arrival times. So by the time a ship arrives here in the ocean and gets close to the mouth of the river, arrangements have already been made for her to take on a pilot or pilots that she will need to get to an anchorage or to a port somewhere on the river. Now, when a ship appears on my schedule, it will either proceed to an anchorage or go to a berth, or it will go out to sea. Once it does any of these things, it doesn't appear on my schedule again until it either comes back in the river, moves from the Astoria anchorage upriver, or goes out to sea, or until it leaves the port where it was loading cargo. But during the entire time that it is on the river, it is being tracked, and plans are being made as to when and how it will get up or down river. Now, sometimes ships don't move or arrive as planned, and they may roll over to the next day's schedule. This may happen for multiple days, as it did this week, where a particular ship appeared on the schedule for several days in a row before actually arriving. In terms of arriving ships, sometimes weather is a factor and can slow a ship down. Ships can decide to load more cargo than originally planned, and that can delay them, both in arriving from somewhere else or departing from a berth here. Conditions on the river like tide and water depth can affect departure times and how a ship proceeds on the river to maintain safe depth. If the weather is challenging, as it often can be at this time of year, a ship may wait offshore outside the mouth of the river for the opportunity to cross the bar safely and enter the river. Once ships are in anchorages, their departure from an anchorage to an upriver port is subject to approval by inspectors from agencies like the USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture, and the United States Coast Guard. Any ship that fails these inspections must fix their problems before moving on. Ships can wait in anchorages anywhere from a few hours to weeks, depending on the situation. In rare cases, ships encounter mechanical problems and must wait for repairs. Once a ship is at its berth, the process of loading and unloading cargo begins. Sometimes weather in port affects the ability of a ship to load cargo for safety reasons, like the risk of too much moisture content in a cargo of wheat from heavy rain. Also, various procedures and protocols must be followed in port by ships. If there are any issues with any of that, it could take more time in port than originally planned. If a ship stays longer than planned at a berth, other ships that plan to be in that berth will have to wait. So you can see how it's all connected, which is one of my themes on this show, how the arrival of ships on the river is not a random event, but part of a larger system and a larger chain of commerce that includes a lot of expert professionals, a lot of locations, trains, trucks, and eventually us, the public, as the recipient of the goods that are transported from overseas. Even the raw materials that we send overseas, the mineral cargoes, for instance, often come back to us in manufactured goods like cars. So we are part of the system of things, too. And so that is why I believe that ships are greatly connected to our daily lives, even if we don't realize it when we first start noticing them. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. You'll find ship schedules, You'll find ship schedules and a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. 
Ship Report podcasts on Apple and Spotify. You'll find marine weather and links to ship schedules and more on my Ship Report Facebook page. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. <laughs>